Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Afros and Ankara. My name is Ekub, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. Um, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about walking in your purpose. Um, the reason I want to talk about that is because this is very personal to me. This is something that I am trying to do first, trying to discover what my purpose is, um, and not just discover it, but also how I can walk in it. I think I have an idea of what that is. Um, before I started this podcast, I did get some type of a revelation that my ministry, if you could say that, is in um, helping black women succeed, helping black women win. Now, the question is, how am I going about doing it? Of course, I've started this podcast to be able to encourage black women um, to be able to uplift black women but how am I going to do that tangibly and that's something that I'm trying to figure out as well and that's something that I myself um I'm work mm, lord y'all know English is hard for me I am working through trying to figure out how I can a hundred percent walk in my purpose I believe that purpose is something that is so important and the faster we figure out what our purpose is the faster we can walk in it, the faster we can start fulfilling our destinies, the faster the world can be a better place. Um, a friend of mine gave me this worksheet to do to help me discover my purpose. And one of the quotes on there was that it said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, knowing your purpose is not about you. It's not for you alone. And that really did kind of resonate with me because sometimes we are... We tend to think that our decisions only affect ourselves. The things we do only affect us um, or maybe your family members or whatever. But it doesn't, you, you don't think that, a lot of people don't think that their impact has, their decisions have global impact. And I don't think that's true. Now, I'm not saying that everyone's decisions have global impact, but it affects more than just your family members or just you. It affect, affects a lot of other people around you. Um, for instance, I'm a public defender. If I decide one day I'm not going to talk to any of my clients, I'm not going to interview anybody, I'm not going to file any bond motions or anything like that, that's a decision that I've made. But the impact of it is now I have hundreds of clients who will be sitting in jail, nobody filing motions for them, nobody doing anything for them. Now, I mean, I'm sure my coworkers would pick up the slack, but you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it would be something where my decision has now impacted a lot of other people because like, nope, I don't feel like working today. I don't feel like doing it. And that had, that would affect a lot of different people. Um, so knowing your purpose and knowing what it is that you are supposed to do in this life, in this world today, does not only benefit you, but it benefits others as well. Because you don't know whose destiny is tied to you fulfilling your purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, for instance... Chadwick Boseman, God rest his soul. There's a video that's been going around that everyone has been talking about in the sense about um, Denzel Washington um, sending some money to Howard University to help some students, some black students in theater, go to Oxford to study. 
Chadwick Boseman was one of those students that benefited from Denzel Washington Scott from that scholarship and he was able to go to Oxford and study I don't know if it was theater arts or something drama something but and of course that helped him get more training right helped him with a little bit more exposure so that when he went now to auditions he's now not only does he have a college degree but he also has higher learning in the theater arts so Denzel Washington not walking in his purpose to be this wonderful actor that we have today would not have had the opportunity to send money to Howard University to impact the life of Chadwick Boseman and Chadwick Boseman had maybe we don't know but had that not happened May, we, he may not have been the Black Panther. We may have had somebody else be the Black Panther who maybe couldn't do it as well. So, and so I think that's kind of what it is. Your purpose is, you don't know whose destiny is tied to your purpose. And that sounds like a lot of pressure. And maybe you need that. Maybe you need that pressure to kind of kickstart yourself into doing something that God is calling you to do. Um, I am not a preacher by all means, but I do. I am a person of faith, and I do believe that God is calling us to each and every one of us to do something very unique, um, and so something very unique, something that we have the we have the capability to do whether a million people are doing the same thing or whatever it is still unique because you're the one doing it if your purpose if you believe that your purpose is to start a business to start a business selling eyelashes or start a business selling watches whatever your whatever it is even though there are a thousand and one people on instagram selling eyelashes or watches or whatever it's still unique to you because it'll be you doing it. And you can't stop your shine because other people are shining. You know what I'm saying? Or other people are not shining. You can't You can't do that. You, you it, Either way, you can't stop shining because you think, oh, I don't want to shine too bright. Or, oh, other people are shining brighter than me. Whatever it is, you have to accept that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, there's one. And that you are called on this earth to be the salt of the earth, okay? You are called to be out here flourishing in whatever gifts and talents that you have. And that is where you find your purpose. And that is where you will walk in that greatness and impact the world. And the world does not necessarily have to be the 7 billion people out there. The world could be your world. You know, the world could be your world. It could be the little girl who's watching you right now, who's your, who has not called you her mentor, but you meant you're mentoring her that you, she's watching you. She's learning from you. She's seen what you do when you're up. She's seen what you do when you're down and she is learning from you. And I know like this kind of goes against a lot of things. Well, maybe not, maybe not goes against, but it's like the whole, you know, the pressure of black women having to save the world. And I'm not saying that's what, you know, God didn't call you to save the world. That's why Jesus died. Um, but what I'm saying is that he called you to work, walk in your purpose. He called you to stand and flourish in the gifts that he gave you and let the world see it and you shine through regardless. Okay, a star in the sky will shine regardless of what the star next to it is doing. Okay, whether that star beside it is shining or falling, it don't matter. A star in the sky will still shine. And that's what you want. I want you all to remember that you yourself, 
You are a star in the sky and you are going to shine regardless of what is happening around you. The world right now is on 110. Okay, it's not even on 10, it's on 110. It's doing a lot of different things. But I think this is the time in the silence of chaos that we can figure out what it is our purpose is. We have September, October, November, December, about three months left. Y'all see, I had to count it on my fingers. Uh, We have about three months left in 2020. 2020 has been a roller coaster of a year. It has been filled with many things. Um, It could have been ups for you. It could be downs for others. But globally, it has definitely been a year to remember. Don't, Don't throw 2020 away because it hasn't been globally the best. Um, in, in pressure, a diamond is formed. So I want everybody, including myself, and I'm taking my own advice as as much as I'm saying this to everybody, I'm really saying it to myself too, because sometimes I can dish it, but I can't take it. So even though I'm dishing it, I am going to take a big old plate and sit down and eat everything I'm saying and regurgitate greatness, hopefully. Um, that is my goal for myself and my hope for you is that we discover our purpose. And not only do we discover it, but we walk boldly in it, knowing that your purpose is what God called you to do is why you are here on this earth. It has nothing to do with other people, right? Like your purpose does not have to be, um, what's what I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? Your purpose is your purpose, right? You can't go borrow somebody else's purpose. Yours is yours. It's you alone. Your purpose is as unique to you as your fingerprints are. It is for you and for you alone. Where we struggle is when we see other people walking in their purpose and we like, oh, that's what I need to do. And it's like, no, no, it's not what you need to do. That's what they need to do, right? You need to do what you were called to do. So you need to figure that out, whether you need to meditate, you need to self-reflect, pray about it, whatever it is that you were called on this earth to do. I can't tell you what you were called to do. Honestly, I've been sitting here like, maybe I need to go talk. Somebody needs to tell me what I'm called to do. What is my purpose, y'all? And because I've been asking God this since 2013, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I feel like he's finally told... Either he's been telling me for a long time or I'm finally listening um, in 2020 um, that what it is, right? So your purpose is for you and you alone. So I need you to figure it out, walk in it because the world is waiting. I'm waiting. I'm selfish and I want you to be great and I want to receive the remnants of your greatness. So. The challenge for you this week is to walk in your purpose and figure it out, okay? Um, A young lady who's definitely walking in her purpose is our Black Woman Win for this week. Um, Her name is Kiara Brown. Shout out to Kiara. Kiara was my first friend in law school. We met in 2013 over Facebook. I would not encourage this, kids. 
over Facebook, we were on a Facebook group chat um, for the for the new one else at our law school, and everybody was posting where they were living. I don't know why we did that on the on the Facebook. We didn't know, we don't know these people, so she posted where she lived. I was like, oh my god, I live there too. She's like, oh my god, come over. I have wine. I was like, all right, cool. So that's how I went over to her house. I don't know this girl, and I went over to her house and drank wine. Once again, not these these ide- things now don't. That's not how things. Things shouldn't happen that way, but it did, and we became friends. She's definitely been a supporter um, of mine. She's definitely been somebody I've looked up to in the sense of she's a person that knows what she wants and goes after it. She's truly walking um, in her purpose. She knows why she's here. She knows what she's supposed to do, what she's called to do, and she has been doing that since I met her. Every goal that she has had she has not only reached it but she has excelled in it so Kier Brown is an attorney here in Georgia she's currently um she's currently a staff attorney with the judge in DeKalb County and prior to that she worked for a law firm where she was recognized I believe as either top 10 criminal defense attorneys something like she was she was recognized for something great something i'm like okay you better do it girl you better get an award um so she's really an amazing person she's truly our black woman win um i will highlight her on the face not facebook lord i don't have a facebook i'll be i will highlight her on the instagram page and i will tag her instagram so you can go follow her and watch her just grow and excel and deal with and announce the new and exciting things that are happening in her life. Um, I'm really proud of her. I'm really, really excited. Like she called me today and gave me like some really good news about what's happening in her life. And I'm just like, oh my God, can I tell everybody? She's like, no. So, okay. So she's our black woman win. She's winning because she's walking in her purpose. And another person who was out here walking in their purpose and taking no taking no names she's like bam i'm here this is me it's queen nzinga of modern day angola now queen nzinga definitely by far so far one of my favorite queens to highlight right now love i have loved all the queens that we have highlighted but queen nzinga right here let me tell you I can't even go into, like, this podcast is not supposed to go past um, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I'm already on, like, f- almost 15 minutes. It would take me, like, an additional 20 minutes to talk about Queen Nzinga and all her greatness. So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you to do yourself a favor and go look this lady up. I'm going to talk a little bit about her, but I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm going to go into as much detail as I can, but I'm not going to go into like too much. Like I'm not going to go too far deep into her, but just the stuff alone that I learned about her was amazing. So first of all, she, Quinn and Zynga was born in 1583 and died in 1663. So she lived to be about 82 years old. All right. Now, if you listen to the time, 1583, 1683, that's during the time of the the slave trade, colonization, all the horrible things. So why is Queen Nzinga so great? Well, let's start from the beginning, all right? Now, she was born in 1583 to King Colombo of Ndongo, 
<laughs> that's right it rhymes her mother was actually a slave was a slave wife and her father's favorite concubine all right um we don't like slavery over here but you know we're telling history so her 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 mother was a slave wife and her father's favorite concubine um she ended up having two sisters and a brother as well her birth was difficult in the sense that when she was born she had an umbilical cord her umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck the legend says well not the legend the the theory behind this is that anybody who was born with some type of a difficult birth in her in their um kingdom was said to have been it said that their birth would be an indication that that person would be um powerful and proud so her being born with the umbilical cord around her neck um was an indication that she was going to be powerful and proud which baby girl was okay yes ma'am um so because she was a girl the brother her brothers and any other people in the kingdom didn't really like think of her as a threat because like well a woman can't rule anyways um so she was her father's favorite so he would take her out on military missions he would take her with him when he was you know um having official governance issues you know doing king stuff and nobody was jealous because they're like man she's a woman like this is this is nothing but see that's the thing that like that's the word right there let me tell y'all god will bless you like and people will look at it like he will take you out and he will expose you and put you in places of influence and people will not recognize what god is doing in your life until it's too late and then they want to be jealous and mad. But when he's doing it, it's just going to be like, oh, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about that. But he, something is working. If her father had not taken her into this military um, out there to get this military training and political training, she would not have had the ability, not just the ability, um, the knowledge and the, the tactic to become queen. But I digress. We haven't even gotten there. She's still a kid. Let's watch her grow up. Okay. So she, like I said, fought alongside her father, participated in official and governance, governance duties along her father. All right. So during the, her father's, um, during the period, this period, Ndongo, Ndongo was having issues with Portugal. Remember colonization, slavery, um, Portugal, came to Ndongo and set up, um, a port for the slave trade. A nomadic group of warriors joined forces with the Portuguese in an attempt to seize Ndongo land. The some leaders of Ndongo joined the Portuguese. See, it be your own people, um, leading to a depletion of manpower and funds for the Ndongo tribe. Ndongo was at war with Portugal for over ten years before um, and Queen Nzinga's father took took power. So they had been fighting Portugal for over ten years, just trying to maintained your sovereignty and portugal was like nah we don't recognize you as sovereign <laughs> we coming in here and we taking all of this disrespectful okay um in 1617, her father passed away and her brother took over as king now here's her brother doing some punk stuff he killed nzinga's only child because he was afraid that the son will grow up and plot his assassination what sir you like this this is a baby a baby the baby has not 
done nothing wrong to you. Your insecurity, that see, that's the thing. Let's check our insecurities, guys. Check your insecurities and make sure that it is not out here causing harm to innocent parties. His insecurities and his, I don't know, I guess jealousy led him to kill an innocent baby because he feared, oh, maybe maybe sometime in the future, he's going to come and try to kill me. So let me kill him first. If that's how everybody thought, civilization would have died a long time ago. But I digress. That's not why we're here. Anyways, um... He then, that wasn't enough. He killed Nzinga's child. That wasn't enough. He then had her sterilized, forcibly. Forced Nzinga to be sterilized so that she could not have any children because he was afraid that if Nzinga had any more kids, those kids would become heirs to the throne and take over from him. See, y'all, check your insecurity at the door. Check it at the door and leave it there. Alrighty, so... Because she was afraid for her life, she fled the kingdom for her safety. Um, and then she later returned when her brother, same trifling brother, asked her to come serve as amb ambassador to Portugal. He needed her to negotiate a treaty with the um, with Portugal because he was failing. He could not negotiate with these people. And Zinga was fluent in Portuguese and also, of course, a great um diplomat because she had studied alongside her father you see what i'm saying study now guys work on it now so that in the future okay the skills you're learning today will elevate you tomorrow y'all okay i'm sorry i'm not preaching i'm not preaching i'm talking about queen nzinga she agreed to help her brother simply because his failure was causing a lot of fam was causing famine in the land and her vill the, the people were suffering. So she came to help so she could help her brother. She met with the Portuguese dressed in flamboyant traditional wear. This is important. Her, 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 um, her choice of dressing was to signify that her culture and her tradition, not inferior to that of the Portuguese. Prior to Nzinga, when men would meet, and I said men, and when I say men, I mean men as in the male species of her kingdom, when they would meet with the Portuguese, they would dress West in Western clothing, all right? So her coming out there in her traditional wear was like, baby, <laughs> I'm here, okay? You wear what you want to wear, I wear what I want. I am comfortable, I will show you that my culture is a culture okay your culture that's all you but mine you're not you're not gonna make my culture be like trash you're not gonna like push it away and act like oh i'm a savage <laughs> classy bougie different kind of savage okay so also um when she was met when when the portuguese would also meet with the men the men of her kingdom they would not be given seats. The African men, the, the, the men of Ndongo will not be, Africans would not be given seats. What would happen would be the Portuguese would be seated on chairs and Africans would sit on mats. Once again, showing the dynamic that the Portuguese were uh, like above and the Africans were inferior. Y'all, let me tell you, we as a black people, as a diaspora, in the, in the diaspora, we have been, disrespected for way too long and i'm not here for it um so when queen 
when Nzinga met, came to meet up with the Portuguese, of course, they did not have a chair for her. They had a mat for her. And she said, oh, no, baby. So she came with one of her soldiers. Guess what her soldier did? Yes, he did it. He became her seat. So she sat on him. And she was looking at the Portuguese face to face, eyeball to eyeball. Like, yes, we are equals. Okay, I'm not looking down on you. You're not looking down on me. We are on the same playing field. We're here to negotiate a treaty. Let's negotiate a treaty. Okay, all right. Um, so she was there. She um negotiated with them. She spoke fluent Portuguese. She, you know, men like to be flattered, so she flattered the mess out of them. But she ended up succeeding and getting everything she wanted. Her negotiations um, with the Portuguese led to the Portuguese troops to withdraw from Ndongo and recognize its sovereignty, ensuring um, and ensure and she ensured that Ndongo um Ndongo did not pay tribute to the Portuguese at all and she argued that we are sovereign and independent nation we don't owe you we're we're not a derivative of somebody else that we would have to pay tribute to you so check it and step um I think what she ended up having to do though to secure their um the negotiate the treaty i think she got she had to get baptized or something like that so she did she got baptized and converted to christianity but after a while she was like not nah, f that she forgot she forgot about christianity for a while then she came back to it but it's okay you know do you boo um but that that is all i'm gonna say about her right now because like i said if i keep going i haven't even gotten into her ascending the throne yet she's not even queen yet she was just a diplomat at this point she was just an ambassador that let that just by talking just by talking and negotiating and showing herself to be like making sure that they saw that she was equal as a she was a human being she that led to the portuguese withdrawing troops now portuguese did bring back more troops they did come back that wasn't the end of it but they did come back but even when she um she took over she spent 30 something years fighting against the portuguese fighting against um colonization um allowing runaway slaves to find solace in her kingdom um allowing women to bear children and just live your best life her reign even was filled like her ascension to the throne was filled wasn't an easy one because she was a woman because she was a daughter of a slave she had to make people recognize her sovereignty make people recognize that she was that chick and her record her um taking that stand led to more queens ruling um ruling pretty much period ruling without as much issue so it always takes one it always takes one to kind of pave the way and you ladies ladies and gentlemen that listen could be that one so as of today um queen nzinga is known as the mother of angola the fighter of negotiations and the protector of her people there's so 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 much more that i think is so interesting about her and i don't want to take up too much time because i'm really running out of time here but i definitely think that you guys this is definitely if you don't search any other of the queens that i talked about please look her up please learn about her there's a movie out i haven't watched it yet 
the movie came out in 2013 when i was doing my research about her i noticed that there was a movie about her um so excuse me research learn about her learn about these women that really were out here just doing it you know in the height of adversity just doing it and and draw from your strength draw from your strength and know that you too can overcome whatever your adversity is it doesn't have to be an entire nation trying to take over and enslave your people um but whatever your adversity is whether it's you um not knowing how you're gonna make pay your rent or not knowing where your next meal is coming from or not just wanting to get up and go on with your day draw from the strength of these queens that have gone through adversity as well and draw from that strength and pull yourself and find a way to um get to the other side because trust me it has to be better on the other side so i really do appreciate you all listening um i thank you guys for sticking with me i thank you guys for the wonderful comments i get so excited when people tell me like oh my god i listen to your podcast so um to all the people who are listening for the first time hi how are you um for all of you who've been listening with me from episode one hi how are you love you guys so much i was looking at the um analytics and this thing Funny enough, I think there was somebody in Portugal that had listened to this podcast. I don't know, you know, how we got there, but hey, hey, people in Portugal and hi to all my friends all over um, in Nigeria and Europe that are listening. So I really do appreciate you guys. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, make sure you follow the Instagram, Afros and Ankara. I'm going to do better to post more on there. It's been a struggle. Um Share this podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones, people you like, people you don't like. Um, like it wherever you're watching it, listening to it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Do all the things. All right. Um, and I'm thinking of maybe making it a video podcast, but that's a story for a different day. So I'm going to try to stop at the 30 minute mark. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Bye.